Welcome to Next Steps, the midweek podcast from Blockhawk Church. My name is Chris Kopp. I'm one of the pastors here. It is great to be with you again this week. Uh, hey, last week we began a conversation with Daniel Owen, our pastor of Blackhawk Fitchburg, and with Pastor Adam Penning, uh, the lead pastor of Blackhawk Downtown. Uh, we began to talk about evangelism and what comes to mind when we hear that word and some of the misconceptions that maybe we have about evangelism. Uh, and this week, we're going to continue that conversation with part two. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about maybe some of uh, the fears um, or the reasons that we maybe don't engage in evangelism sometimes. And uh, they're also going to tell us a little bit about a course called Alpha. So um, here's part two. Let's jump in. What are some other reasons you guys feel like in your own lives um, that we maybe shy away from um, evangelism or, or sharing our faith? Anything come to mind? Uh, for me, I mean, I mentioned this at the beginning. Sometimes I feel like I'm not, um, I'm not gifted in in the art of uh, yeah striking up a conversation with a complete stranger or something like that. <laughs> this is not my personality. I'm sitting here with um, two guys that are, are really good at that, but I'm an introvert. That's not, not my, not my gifting. Uh, but I, I mean, I also think like, uh, yeah, you fear or I fear rejection mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. like, especially if it's with a close friend, like if, if I, like you just said, Adam, if I do this, is this going to completely weird them out mm-hmm. and then cause like this, weird relational dynamic from mm-hmm. from here on out so i'm kind of self-conscious about um how they're gonna respond and and that kind of thing anything anything come to mind for you guys i mean i would say that's that's true for me you know um like i feel the same way of like oh you know is this gonna weird them out is this you know uh i think of this as like you know my neighbors you know like uh you know we share tools and different things is that gonna <laughs> impact you know can you know, the, how they might feel about asking to borrow something or whatever. And then, I mean, sometimes I just end up telling myself like, oh, they're not really that interested. Something maybe Adam kind of mentioned before. They're not that interested in that. But I don't think that's actually true. Um, and then sometimes I just don't even give the chance to to have that conversation of, you know, that they are actually interested in or open that door. Yeah. I think there's definitely fear of rejection, weirdness, awkwardness, all of those things are very present because let's just be honest. It's not like we don't, you know, you don't walk into every conversation and this is what everybody's talking about. No, they're talking Mm -hmm. about their favorite TV shows. They're talking about sports. They're talking about those things. You know, nobody's dropping the like, hey, so do you believe in God or not? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that, that doesn't just seem to come up all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I would say boy there's a, there's a string of them. You guys have hit on some already. One that is real in my life that's subtle is it's kind of what I was saying before but um if I've done some of that editing, you know, mm-hmm. like uh then it just feels weird to be like, oh, I haven't this it re, for me to say, hey, let me tell you about the most important thing in my life. <laughs> and you're like, we've known each other for 2 years and you've never mentioned that. You know, then it just feels awkward. Yeah, so I do yeah. think there's a bit of like it gets hard if you haven't kind of outed yourself, mm. even as just simply a spiritual person, let mm. alone a Christian. It gets hard. It makes it hard to have that be part of your relationships mm-hmm. and your conversations. Um, for me, over the years, I think, um, you know, like not knowing how to ask a good question, mm-hmm. like that is yeah. not super threatening or weird. Not not the, if you die tonight, how sure you would go to heaven? You know, but like... Like and knowing how to ask a good question that opens up a deeper conversation, and then I think finally for me it's fear, 
Now, in particular, I think if depending on where you live, um, you don't want to offend people. But also in Madison, I think you can feel like, oh man, everybody out there is Christopher Hitchens, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> who is just ready to like rave at any mm. yeah anybody who brings up anything spiritual. And I just man, that's one of those things that over the years I've found like that's actually really rare that if you like and start authentically into a conversation with somebody you love about deeper things that they're going to just want to blow you up, you know, with whatever sort of anti-Christian apologetic, you know, yeah. that they maybe are thinking about already. So, yeah, here's a related question. Um, I think there's a perception in our culture that evangelism is inappropriate, um, even for, uh, for Christ followers to some extent. Um, According to a recent Barna survey, it's an organization that studies a lot of what people inside of churches believe and just kind of culture, culture at large. Uh, but they found that 96% of millennials say that part of my faith means being a witness about Jesus. All right, so most people agree with that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, sh- I should, should do that. But almost half of those same people also agreed with the statement that it is wrong to share one's personal beliefs with someone of a different faith in hopes that they too will one day share the same faith. Um, so again, this perception that like, um, yeah, we shouldn't force our beliefs on other mm-hmm. people, especially people from different yeah. kind of religions and that kind of thing. So any, any reactions to, to that and <laughs> kind of that perception? Well, I, okay. I just have to say that's not new. Right. I mean, really, we think like, oh my gosh, it's so taboo now. But I, it's it's like probably historically, it's incredibly rare that anyone would say like, oh, this is okay. Like the early church, you know, like if you were like a good Palestinian Jewish boy in the first century, you know, like your parents are like, hey, what are you doing telling people about Jesus? You know, or mm-hmm. almost any time, except for maybe in like the glory days of the 1950s, where it was like, Billy, the evangelists were cool people culturally. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is so rare that people would think that it's this awesome, wonderful thing you're doing. Um, you well, know, it's so, a very like American Western thing too, right? Like, yeah, 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 man, I've point. got, when I've traveled overseas, I am always blown away by how, like, <laughs> how believers are actually pretty, like, they just own the fact that they're weird and that like, yeah, I'm going to tell people about it. Like I've seen it in the Middle East, in Asia, in South America. I remember being on a bus one time, traveling across South America and these Christian students like got up on the, a bus, like uh, like a charter bus. And they just asked the bus driver if they could have the microphone. And they like put in like a Jesus movie and started like just talking. And I was like, oh my, what are they doing? And thinking like, oh, everybody on the bus is going to hate them. And then they had like, people talking and praying and weeping with them. And I remember being like, oh, I, I have no idea like what God can use, mm. you know, and how culturally informed my ideas are, mm. you know? And so I think like there is that fear that it feels wrong. But part of me is like, I don't, I just don't think that's new. I think there's something about owning owning it but yeah well i think i think it's changed on why it's wrong like Ooh, or yeah, way it good. may feel why it's wrong cuz i think for me you know i've experienced of like generally speaking this idea of like what is true is like you can't say that's true for everyone so like you oh that's true for you that's great that's great but you can't expect what's true to you to be true for another person for another person that 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 expectation seems wrong like, it seems wrong to be like, no, 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 there's one God, and this is the truth. Right. That just seems like, wait a minute, you, you can't say that. We just live 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, I know, I know that's true. And yet we live in this weird cultural moment where that idea is in our heads. Like, so you can't do what they got, but with everything else, there's so much like moral outrage and yeah. like, you know, like, oh, I, I am going to tell you what I think is true. You know, I'm not saying it's consistent. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying that's a real thing. Yeah. Like, but I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like when it comes to this in particular, there's extra level of like, Ooh, I don't want to be yeah. that person, you know? Yeah. But part of me is also like, okay, if, I mean, just like Marco's pizza and um, raising canes, raising canes, man, when I've experienced something that's good, even if somebody, you know, someone's like, I don't really like chicken. You know, I'm going to be like, yeah, but you haven't had chicken like this. <laughs> you know, I think there is just, there is also a bit of ourselves. Sometimes, I don't know if this is jumping topics, but sometimes we think about evangelism like we're selling something yeah. that somebody doesn't know and wants. And we're selling something like a relationship with God that we're not experiencing ourselves. Yeah. You know, like, so that, that I do think there's something about like, our own walk with Jesus as it's fresh and we're experiencing that goodness and the more authentic we are about just mm -hmm. talking about that, mm -hmm. then I think it becomes less weird mm -hmm. and that, some of that fear dissipates because we're, we're yeah. not thinking I'm selling something nobody wants. We're like, no, I'm just telling you about the most amazing thing that's been happening in my life. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that's true. And I think back, you know, the misconception, I think that's really, I think brought a lot of relief to me. It's like, I'm not selling anything. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm not the sole person responsible for making sure like they, yeah. you know, see this the right way. It's just more like, no, this is me. And this is what, what I experienced. And this is who God is and, and yeah. being able to share that. But Well, I think we can probably admit too, that there historically have been really bad ways that the church has gone about evangelism, which I think informs some of this where people are like, no, you should never force mm -hmm. that on other people. Like, yeah, there are times when um, that's been done mm -hmm. really poorly throughout um, church history, even going into different countries around the world and kind of not just sharing the gospel, but forcing our own kind of mm -hmm. Western ideas and values and things on people that have kind of colonized entire regions and so i think out of that backlash is um is some of this but that some of that can inform the ways that we go about doing evangelism in a more like godly way mm -hmm. we don't we, we don't want to go in and completely mm -hmm. change people's um cultures and and all of that hopefully as you've been listening to um things that we've been saying here at blackhawk over the last few years as we've talked about culture and all of that that that, that resonates with you so um, certainly there have been abuses of that which i think play into this um but we can yeah we can learn from those things and and go about mm -hmm. evangelism in in a way that's maybe more honoring to god well, so in and along those lines one of the unique things about christianity is Whenever it does actually, because it is, it is, it is a global religion we're talking about, and as it has moved into different places and times and cultures, one of the things that's unique to it in terms of like world religions is that it it isn't a totalitizing like yeah. faith. It actually um, takes on culture and it give bring like so there are these very unique expressions of christianity mm -hmm. in different cultures that look very different our problem probably is as westerners and americans is we think like oh you need to take on the right. that my american cultural christian expression mm. the gospel remains the same the message mm -hmm. remains the same like jesus i mean one of the things for us is it's like in a world that doesn't think there is any one truth like we actually do believe 
that Jesus is the, really the, uh, mm-hmm. the only hope. Mm-hmm. And so we, we want people to know that hope, and we want them to be able to express that in their own culture and life and religion in a way that's faithful to the message, but that is also like unique to who that gets expressed mm-hmm. in unique ways for who they are. Yeah, that's good, Adam. What, um, as we kind of had maybe around the corner toward toward the end here, we've shared some of the misconceptions, some of our fears about evangelism or reasons why we maybe don't engage in it. What what motivates you guys to share your faith? At the end of the day, um, yeah, what when you think about evangelism and, and um, proclaiming the good news to those around you or those in your lives, what, what's a motivating factor to, um, to really begin to, to take steps of faith and to take some of the initiative with that? I mean, I think, you know, for me, like, uh, I genuinely, you know, love the people. Mm. Like, like my, some of my neighbors are, are you know, people that, um, don't go to church. They don't necessarily do, you know, whatever that, but they're awesome people and they have great families and man, they're just really great human beings. And it's just like, I would love for them to know Jesus because yeah. like, they're just great people. And, um, and they're, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, I think genuinely just love of them and who they are, and I feel like I get to see how God's made them. Man, they're so gifted in so many different ways, and um, it's like, oh, wow, it'd be so cool if they knew their, their creator in a more personal way and in, and in a way that, that um, how much he really loves them. So, I mean, that's a huge motivator. Yeah, that's good. But I got a couple. Um, one is, I think, um, yeah, the reality that there, there is a God who really loves people, like the people you're just talking about, Daniel. Mm. He really loves them. And he's at work in the world because he wants people to know him. Mm-hmm. Like he's already at work long before I ever j- jumped into it. So, right. and he wants to invite me into that. Like, mm-hmm. um, like when I think, oh, this is just something people have to do it. I need to do it. If people need it, I'm like, no, no, like God really loves the world and he's really at work. And I get to be a part of that. There's this, uh, <laughs> This guy years ago, like I think he was from Arizona or Colorado. Have you guys ever heard of Forrest Fenn? Mm-mm. No. Okay, so he's this weird eccentric like millionaire who collected all these like expensive artifacts. Anyways, and he he thought he was dying of cancer. <laughs> Chris is looking at me like, where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> but he hid. So he took all these artifacts and he hid them in a box and put them in a box and then um, went out into the wilderness and he was diagnosed with cancer and he thought he was going to die. And his plan had been that he was going to end his life with this treasure and he had left these clues to where this like $2 million worth of treasure is hidden somewhere in the wild of the Rockies from Wyoming down to Arizona. And he decided not to do it, but he hid the treasure and then he posted it. And so for like 12 years or something, like hundreds of thousands of people have been scouring like from Canada to the Mexican border along the Rockies trying to find this dude's treasure. And sometimes I feel like, like sharing my faith is like that. It's like, okay, God's at work. There are people he's already like prompting and working in. And I get to join in the excitement of trying to find it. Like, oh, where's he at work? Yeah. Like, Cause today might be the day where like, I ask a stupid question in an awkward way. And someone is like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I get to be a part of that. Cause it's not like he's not working and I have to force it. I get to jump in on this fun thing that he's doing on the earth and get to be part of it. But it's not just a fun adventure. He really loves 
people, you know, mm-hmm. and he is doing crazy things in the world so that people would come to know him. It's like, what is it? Second uh, Corinthians five, you know, there's a verse where it's like, we are Christ's ambassadors. It's true. We're in his ambassadors. But in that verse, it talks about the love of Christ compels us. And that like, when we open our mouths to share words of life and love with people, it, there Paul says, it's as though God is making his appeal through us. And that's just a crazy, like if there's a God that loves humanity, I just wonder how he would make that appeal. He probably wouldn't be like, uh, yes, uh, the, uh, you know, the cost benefit analysis of this will be good. You know, yeah. I think he would be passionately mm. like being like, I love you. Come on. Like, you know, and like, oh, and I get to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like every, everybody these days is doing these crazy proposals and posting their pictures on Instagram. And people love to be a part of that story, like setting up the candles and the music and taking the vid- videos. And it's sort of like we get to be doing that mm. with God, this thing he's already doing. So, so for me, I feel like that's one of my, that's one of my motivations or a couple of my motivations. It's mm, really good, you guys. I'm like ready to go share my faith right now. <laughs> no, for me, it's similar. I think um, I, it's really helpful for me in a lot of ways to think back to my own story and my initial, um, yeah, kind of coming to Jesus moment, so to speak, mm-hmm. when I heard the gospel for the first time in a way that made sense. Uh, I was in college and, yeah, heard it one night through a speaker at a retreat my freshman year. And I just knew in that moment that like God is my only hope. Mm. Jesus is my only hope for a life of significance and, and meaning. Um, and man, the, the joy that I have experienced since mm. then, um, you know, d- depression and feelings of kind of hopelessness have gone to the wayside. Um different, yeah, different things that I, I struggled with that God has just transformed in, in my life. So I think about those things. Uh, I think about going back to the dorm after that weekend <laughs> and um, the friends that I had on, uh, on my, my dorm hall that like kind of, kind of knew me as a somber guy, kind of trying to figure out life those first couple uh, months. All of a sudden I was like, they're like, dude, what in the world happened mm. to you? You're smiling all the time. And like, there's something different about you. So I think back to that and I'm like, I want other people to experience Mm. that same thing, that same kind of joy and life transformation that can come from, from being in relationship with Jesus. And that motivates me to, yeah, to take those steps of faith and to, to share, even though it's scary sometimes. So, you know, I think, and just, you know, lastly, I think something that bubbles up for me as we're talking about it is like, I, I want people to really know a hope that lasts. Yeah. Like this world, it's temporary. You know, like we don't live, we don't live forever. And, um, and there, you know, there's hard things that are in this world. And uh, our God is a God of hope hmm. and he's a God of life now and for eternity. And, um, and people need to know that. And, and I want people to, to have a hope that lasts, you yeah. know, and not just something that can appeal to them for a period of time, but but really can sustain them through hardship, um, through challenges, you know, through the real things that, that really happen. And, uh, and I think that's the thing, you know, about, about God and his gospel and Jesus is that it's not just a hope later. Yep. It's, it's a hope for life now. Yep. And I want people to have that hope. That's good, you guys. 
All right. Well, hey, last thing throughout uh, the next few weeks of the podcast, we're also going to, um, yeah, just give little plugs for a course uh, or kind of a group called Alpha. Um, Adam and Daniel have been really involved in what that's looked like here at Blackhawk. And so I'm just wondering if, uh, as we wrap up here, you guys can tell us a little bit of what uh, Alpha is all about and maybe who it's for, why it's been um, so powerful as you guys have been a part of it. But yeah, give a little plug for, for Alpha and, and how that's um, been just kind of a game changer for our church so far. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll just kind of kick things off and, you know, Adam, jump in. But, you know, Alpha is really, uh, it's kind of like a course. It's about eight, nine weeks. Uh, and we cover just some basic topics like who is Jesus? What does it mean to have faith? What is the Holy Spirit? Some basic things like that. And there's some content to it. But really the special part about Alpha is that there's about 45 minutes where a group of like 10 or 12 people just talk about whether they think this is real or not mm. or whatever. And it's completely a safe place to have those conversations that maybe you're really not having anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to have the right answers and you don't have to leave with agreeing to any one thing. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've been a part of it, you know, for the last two courses that we've done. And, you know, people are like, I don't know if I agree with the resurrection. I'm not even sure if that's real. And that's okay. And it's okay to just kind of process through that because, you know, I don't know. We're not, I think what I love so much about it, it's like these questions and thoughts are in our heads and they're, they're something we think about, but we don't know where to talk about them or how to talk about them. And Alpha is the safe place to do that. Yeah, man, I feel like that's the magic of it. It's, you know, it's not necessarily an answer place. Yeah. Like where there's an expert who's going to sit, like you're going to discuss and be like, you got it right, you got it wrong. I mean, sometimes you spend 45 minutes talking and wrestling through an idea and people are like, well, what's the right answer? And you're like, we're, we're just, we're just going to talk about it, you know, and let mm -hmm. that be okay to be people who are wrestling through questions. We get some, we, you know, there is input and we're trying to piece it all together. To, but, um, but it's sort of the beauty of having a place where you can really do that without fear of getting it wrong or what other mm -hmm. people will think about you. So, and it's really for, I think it's for anybody who's spiritually curious. Yeah, it's for yeah. people who I would say are like, I'm I'm not a Christian, but I want to understand it. It's it's also for people who've maybe been around church for a long time and feel like, oh, I should know this, but I don't, and you feel awkward asking mm -hmm. the questions. To have a place where you can really do that. So um, I think it's for folks like that. I think it's also for people who do have some doubts. Yep. Um, so it doesn't. We don't cover everything. But I feel like it's a Alpha is a course, but it's really more like a journey. Yeah, you're like journeying with people through a bunch of questions, trying to find trying find our way to the other side to understand who God is and what life is really about. Yeah, I also think about someone who might be listening, and um, you're on board with this evangelism thing, and are just trying to figure out how to go about um, having those conversations. This isn't exactly a, a course that will train you to do evangelism per <laughs> no. se but as you're in these conversations i think um yeah it, it would be really interesting to to participate and even just kind of grow in learning and, and discussing these topics more and and that kind of thing so mm, um, maybe maybe something for, for those yeah, people too. yeah yeah because you learn you might not learn all the you know snazzy philosophy and apologetics but you will learn how to have a dialogue about right. faith. Mm -hmm. Like rather than a monologue, we sometimes think evangelism is a monologue. Mm -hmm. But this is a place where you get to actually just dialogue, go back and forth and talk about this stuff with people. And I think that's a powerful tool. Yeah. I think to be able to learn to grow in. 
And yeah. I think you learn to be okay with not having all the answers. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and I think, honestly, uh, that's one of the most fun parts is that, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like people look at me like, oh, you're a pastor, you're supposed to tell me the answers. And I'm like, you know what? No, like it's okay. We can just journey and learn and process and not have to have this end destination of like, oh, you've arrived. No, because I haven't arrived. I'm still growing and learning in my faith. I have not arrived. And that's not the expectation. The expectation is to walk with God. That's the expectation. All right. Well, that's all for this week. Daniel, Adam, thanks so much for this conversation and for joining us uh, to talk about evangelism. If you would like to sign up for the Alpha course that they just talked about, that's beginning in January of this next year after the new year. So you can check out our website for more details on that and to get signed up. So we hope you'll join us for Alpha. That's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, Tiffany will be back joining us as well. And we'll continue in conversations about evangelism and how to share our faith and all that kind of good stuff. So have a great week and we'll see you next time.